are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Park the sound at your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked On Tar Heels. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Thank you all for joining me today. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast from anywhere. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked On Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. Today's episode is brought to you by Bill Bar. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. So here's what I have on tap for your day. It was a comeback weekend for both men and women's basketball. So we're going to have that conversation today as the men took down Florida State and the women took down Virginia Tech in both double-digit deficits, but were able to get it done in the end, and that's just what we like to see, okay? Unfortunately, for the baseball side, they weren't able to pick up their third win in a series against Virginia, but overall, still a great weekend for the Tar Heels, so we'll talk about that as well, go more in-depth with that tomorrow, but still give you a little glimpse of what happened over the weekend, right? So let's dive right into it. We're going to start out with the fellas on the basketball side. They had a great, great game over the weekend playing Florida State, 78-70. It was really a tale of two halves. First half was all FSU who scored 41 points to UNC's 29. They were commanding the board, the paint, and the perimeter. Carolina had as many as 15 turnovers to start the half and ended the night with 21. Carolina shot just 25% from the field, 14% from three, and they were shooting entirely too many threes. Man, oh man, it was ugly. Their free throws in the first half was 81%, which was a stark difference from what we've seen in the past. But there were some questionable calls that made me just really frustrated when it came to this game because I figured, you know what, it's just going to be another game where Carolina gets in its way. Second half, Carolina came out swinging, though, to cut the deficit to eight. They were able to score and get stops, which is not a usual occurrence for Carolina. They struggle on defense, but Walker Kessler, who was having a great night from both start to finish, finished the night with 20 points, and he had a coming out party, adding four blocks and a steal to his stellar performance. Carolina shot 50% from the field, 33% from three, and made 100% of their free throws. It ended the game with 90% from the free throw line and a clutch opportunity to beat FSU, which FSU messed up in ways we don't normally see. They don't normally miss clutch free throws on their side, but I'll take it, right? We will take the opportunity to beat a team as good as Florida State. They are the number one team in the conference. They are probably going to win the regular season tournament. I mean, regular season tournament. what is it called? Regular seat, you know what I'm saying? Title. There it is, right? Good Lord. Come on, Candace. They're going to win the regular season title yet again. And they, you know, at the end of the day, the ACC is always going to be the ACC. So they are going to have to always be competing. And that's just what, of course, Coach Leonard Hamilton loves. We saw Roy Williams spend the most of his time in his press conference speaking highly of Coach Leonard and t- Coach Yes, Coach Leonard or Coach Hamilton, rather, speaking about how he should be in the Hall of Fame, hoping that he gets there, deservedly so. Even when you look, you know, recency bias, which say, yes, he's great. Some people were like, hold him to what he used to do. But, man, who knew Florida State would ever be a basketball school? I sure as hell didn't, right? I would never, ever guess (laughs) that Florida State would be so dominant when it comes to hoops. And yet, 
Leonard is starting to be in that conversation with the Mike Krzyzewskis and the Jim Beheims and the Roy Williams with these lifetime contract type energies where you don't see him leaving that program until he's ready to go on about his way, right? So I'm excited for him and all his all that's great. And I do still, at the end of the day, love the fact that Carolina was able to sneak, basically basically catch the Seminoles slipping, right? So let's hear from Roy Williams, giving a recap of the game overall and then what he was happy about with his team. First half, we were about as ugly as we could be, 25% from the floor, 14% to, uh, from three-point line, turned it over uh, a million times. And uh, I told the team if we'd go out in the second half, and get a score. Uh, we had the ball to start the half. Let's score and get one stop. And then score again and get one more stop. We'd be right back in the game. And I really felt that way. I thought that the little push we made at the end of the first half was big to get it to 10. And I was ticked off that we gave up that basket at the end of the half to make it 12. But I thought those guys that were in the game at that point gave us a lift. And uh, so we did. We got two scores and got two stops. And then they had a couple more turnovers. And so we got more than the two stops and we kept scoring. Uh, Walker Kessler was the one big guy that I thought was positive in the first half. Uh, So we started him in the second half and I thought he was sensational. Uh, I think I was really, really discouraged at half because we only had two assists. We ended up having nine in the second half. So it was nine out of uh, 16 baskets. That's the way we're supposed to play. But the first half, their pressure was so uh, big on us that we stood. RJ and and, uh, Caleb, our two-point guards, had zero um, assists. They kept dribbling the ball sideways east and west. But I think Walker was huge for us, to say the least. Uh, Caleb was much more effective putting the ball in the basket in the second half. Six for six from the foul line. Kerwin, four for four from the foul line. Uh, 14 out of 14 from the foul line in the second half. But I just think defensively we were a lot better in the second half. And then I think also they turned it over and and that helped us. But uh, uh, I think making the free throws. And we got fortunate too because at uh, Florida State they make uh, 26 out of 27. And today they missed some key free throws in the second half that helped us. So, again, some of the same sentiments, right? Start to finish. It was ugly first half. Carolina really just was not there, but was able to get back in the game step by step by causing the turnovers, by making stops, by not allowing, by tightening up on defense. The basic things that you just need to do to win a game. You don't count yourself out, but you damn sure have to do the right things to get back in. And certainly, from an assist standpoint, his guards got better. Everyone stepped up when they needed to, and that was important. And like Walker Kessler said at his postgame conference, the fans helped, right? The energy is different. The vibe is different. You want to step up in a different kind of way when you are doing it in front of people. So maybe we can just get more crowds coming in. We'll just move on about that. Carolina will have to get the crowd into it as they face off against Syracuse tonight. They begin the month of March with their final ACC road game when they go to the Carrier Dome at 7 p.m. on ESPN. So make sure you guys tune in there. We will live tweet all that good stuff. This is the second to last remaining game on Carolina's schedule as they face Duke at home. Carolina will play nine ACC road games, only seven at home. UNC is 6-0 in conference play at home and 3-5 and thus far on the road. So they have struggled on the road. They did not struggle with Syracuse last time they were out, except well, I would say first half. Then they shut down Buddy Beheim, thanks to Leaky Black, and then it was all Carolina, right? Carolina is 15-8 and eight overall right now and 9-5 nine nine and five in ACC play. They are looking to keep the momentum going by beating Syracuse, and this is how, right? Carolina 
is 14 and 5 in the all-time series against the Orange, including 10 and 2 since Syracuse joined the ACC back in 2013-2014 season. The Tar Heels have won 10 of the last 11. Can they get past the zone defense? That's going to be, you know, an interesting thing. They did it once. Can they do it again? Carolina is 11 and 2 in the Carrier Dome, 4 and 1 against Syracuse, and 7 and 1 in NCAA tournament games back in 83, 91, 97, 2005. Carolina has won its last three games versus the Orange in the Carrier Dome, right? Roy Williams is 11 and 5 against Syracuse. So, as I mentioned, back when Carolina played up oh, January this past year, well, yes, January 2021, right? Two days after my birthday, nice game to remember. Garrison Brooks and Armando Baycock both had double doubles. Man, it would be so nice if we could see Garrison and Armando have double doubles again. They have struggled mightily, in my opinion, in these last few games here. Not, We were all praising Armando, saying this was his best year you know the sophomore slump was non-existent he had a whole be nice he had a struggling first year trying to come back and show that he is the big man who has grown and matured and done all that stuff and man he was the go-to guy when we first started the season we were all scratching our head trying to figure out what was going on with Garrison but thankfully we were happy to have Armando able to carry the weight and then both of these two jokers dropped off and it was Dayron and Walker's turn and I'm just sitting here still scratching my head like okay where is that leadership that we need from these guys, right? R.J. Davis had two three-pointers and 12 points on the day. He had a great game. I think that he could also contribute as he had a great game against Florida State. Kayla Love, sleep a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> we need him to go ahead and wake up because we need this guard play to be on point because we're going to need some great offensive passes and we're going to need some great assists to get through this Syracuse game. As I mentioned before, Leaky Black had seven assists and blocked three shots and helped. Hold Buddy Beheim scoreless after he had scored 18 points in the first half and was lighting Carolina up. The Tar Heels had 20, only 24 offensive rebounds, three more than Syracuse had defensive, which led to a 24 second, which led to 24 second chance points. Back when Carolina played Syracuse first, they only shot 39% from the floor, and it was UNC's third straight win when shooting under 40%. So they were getting away with stuff, right? They got away with that kind of stuff with Miami. They were getting away with that kind of stuff against Notre Dame. They can't get away with this <laughs> to me for a second time because you got to know what you're getting, right? Everyone, Once you play them once, all right, you caught me slipping. Now, now I know what I'm getting. And I think Carolina is probably puffed chess after beating Florida State, which I'm – Please don't, because we all know what happens when y'all get a little puff chest. We see games like Marquette, right? We need to just calm, take our win. Can we do back-to-back -back wins in a handed, handedly way? Handedly? I don't know if that's the right word. But I want to win handedly tonight. I don't want there to be confusion about whether or not Carolina deserves to be in the tournament, right? NCAA tournament, rather. I don't want there to keep being C- they don't know how to do it consistently. Guess what? They cannot do it in a tournament because you don't get multiple tries. You don't get to come back. There is a It's a one-and-done mentality there, right? So I need Carolina to go ahead and finish out the season with three dubs, and I would be very happy. Florida State, Syracuse, too. I would be very happy, right? Got to get coaches 902nd when to end the season. Get 902. He has, his, as we all know, he got his 900th win in 33 seasons. After that win over FSU, he became the fourth Division One coach to do so. And now he is tapping on the door for Bob Knight, right? And Bob Knight, who currently has 902 himself. 
<sighs> so there it is. <laughs> right? We have we have the game plan. We got here's what we have to do. It's very simple and plain. But will it actually come to pass? I don't know. Three keys to victory. Carolina has got to keep that de defensive energy up. Like I mentioned, Leaky Black, it's got to be more from everybody. Everybody has to be able to defend the perimeter, right? More importantly, you cannot let them get on the inside and make just make all the cheap fouls that like guys like Dayron are doing, right? Number two, Carolina has to shoot more consistently, especially in the first half, 14% during the FSU game, which is to me just unacceptable for the simple fact that at the end of the day, if you're going to shoot 100 threes, you might as well make at least 85 of them. If you can't do that, what are you shooting the three ball for? <laughs> Why are you still considering that your best shot at Avenue? Like set up a play, give yourself time. Don't, I mean, yes, if, K, if Kerwin sets his feet, fine, but it doesn't always have to be that good. Like if he, he's starting to be off, maybe let's reconsider. <laughs> That's all I'm trying to say. And three, guard play. Again and again. First half, we had a terrible guard play. We had zero assists from Caleb and RJ. We ended up with nine. <sighs> it's great. It could always be better. So, I'm, like, you know, it could always be better. Because, well, again, when we get to tournament time, our guards are going to be the key that keeps us in games. Right? We cannot have big men fouling out. We cannot have big men, you know, turning the ball over. Doing this. We can't have guys turning the ball over because they can't pass to the inside. Like, that's just, okay. I mean, let's, let's, keep, it, let's keep it playing. All right? So there's that. We are looking to, again, make sure. I, I'm honestly pretty confident that Walker Kessler is going to get ACC Freshman of the Week, and he'll add to the uh, Caleb Love, RJ Davis, and Dayron Sharp uh, winning and Kerwin Walton winning. So we'll have five freshmen, ACC freshmen of the week, which is, I don't even know if that's a record, but it might as well be because that's pretty astounding. I just hope again, that they can do it consistently. So there's that. But if you are going to take an opportunity to bet on the heels tonight, make sure you bet with betonline.ag. If you sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag, use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. You can't sit on the sidelines anymore. You have to get on get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code again, locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. You receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet on the heels tonight. They are playing against Syracuse. If you bet online, your online sportsbook expert, I promise you won't be disappointed. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today with a daily podcast, breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. So we'll be live and locked in for the boys tonight at 7 p.m. on ESPN at Locked On Heels at Candace Cooper. If you want to live tweet with me, do that. But switching gears, talking about the women for the first time this season, the UNC women's basketball team came back from a double-digit halftime deficit to win. Right, the Tar Heels came out of the locker room with an 8-1 run that included threes by Deja Kelly and Petra to trim the margin to single digits. Although the Hokies pushed their lead back to 10 with 3.29 to play in the quarter, UNC chipped away over the rest of the period, outscoring the hosts 13-4 the rest of the way to make it a one-point game going into the final 10 minutes, or fourth quarter, rather. Carolina was eventually able to pull it away. What a huge win, said Coach Banghart. We felt like we needed it. That was a really good team that had won six in a row and came out really shooting shooting that came out really shooting well 
I told them I thought they really stuck together, were growing up at the right time. I, one of the one of my favorite women's basketball analysts to follow is LaChina Robinson, who echoed these same sentiments, basically saying that Carolina, the team that's hashtag in pursuit, is coming alive at the right time, which is always great. With this win, Carolina earned the number eight seed in the ACC tournament and will open play Thursday at noon against Wake Forest. They can well, if you want to get the full bracket, make sure you go to GoHeels.com. But it's the second year in a row that the Tar Heels have opened the postseason against the Demon Deacons, who are having a great year, mind you. They are probably going to do some damage in the NCAA tournament and even our conference tournament, right? Last season, UNC lost to Wake 83-73 in the first game of the tournament. So we're looking to get past the first round if we can. From a field goal percentage, talking about the UNC-Virginia Tech game, Carolina shot 42% from the field, 34% from three, 72% from three throws, and out-rebounded Virginia Tech 36-33, had only 11 turnovers and ended with six steals. Your scoring leaders for the night included Deja Kelly, who had 22, Janelle Bailey, with 12, Petra with 11, and Stephanie Watts with 11 as well. So the ladies were back in, I mean, I'm telling you, these these two teams are so in sync, it's weird. You know, sometimes they get a little off with multiple losses, but overall, (laughs) when this team does well, the women, right, the men just feel like they have to follow suit. Let's do the fundamentals, get back to who we know. They come up with the win. When the guys are a little bit off, the women are like, eh, I think we'll be a little bit off too. And they (laughs) they go off with a loss. It's crazy to think about the fact that it's so, such a mirrored image in terms of how the programs are full of potential, but sometimes they just simply get in their own way. But like, I talked about LaChina Robinson. Getting hot at the right time is key, and I think both teams are. I think the men are struggling a little bit more (laughs) with getting hot at the right time, but I think the women are trying to be a little more consistent with getting hot as they had two wins in a row, winning against Georgia Tech on senior night and then winning against Virginia Tech on the road, right? So hopefully, as they prepare for the ACC tournament, they are ready and locked and loaded. They are going to have to take on a four-time ACC title, regular season title champion in Louisville, NC State, who they've beaten, but will not be any slouches. A Wake Forest team who is extremely good and confident. I think those would be the three. And Virginia Tech. I'll put. I'll even throw in Virginia Tech, right? Because they had won six in a row before Tech catching this L to Carolina. So it's going to be a great tournament. I think some great basketball on the women's side is upon us. So make sure you guys again tune in to that. Follow at Locked on Heels at Cadence D. Cooper. We'll be keeping you updated on how that goes for the ladies, right? Now, got to end with my favorite. This is a Justice Thompson stand account, right? We are going to talk about my guy and how they unfortunately came up short against the Virginia Cavaliers, but still overall, they lost the game, but not the series. And that is critical, right? So let's have that conversation on coming down the stretch, right? Let's just make sure we get that in. But first, I want you guys to know that Bilt Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. And if you are like me, you are now Peloton Princess or you are Peloton Prince and you're ready to get right for the new year. So you have to do what? You have to get on this fitness journey and look for some great treats that keep you fit, like me. That's why I'm leaning on Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. With 18 amazing flavors that are 100% covered in chocolate, Built Bar is even more delicious. If you're a health conscious person like me, 
you'll enjoy Built Bar because you get a little chocolate, right? But you also get a low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and a great-for-the-keto diet bar to start your day. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe to wherever you get podcasts. I would love to listen to that show this week because I want to hear where some of these quarterbacks are going. As you might have seen, if you follow NFL even a little bit, Russell Wilson might not be a Seahawk, which is crazy to imagine considering he is the best person on that team. I'm just a bit, tad bit confused, right? Tad bit uh, scratching my head with that one because I can't see Russell not (laughs) playing for the Seahawks. But more importantly, what are y'all trying to do? Like, if you're trying to tank, just say that. (laughs) Like, if you're trying to be awful, just say that, right? But I bring up Russell because he was not only a great football, is a great football player, but was a great baseball player as well as we transition talking about baseball. The Tar Heels, who are now 6-1, fell to Virginia, surrendered its first loss of the season at home, 3-2, even though they clinched the series, right? Special notes that Hotsable, Hot Apple recorded his first RBI of the 2021 season. Justice Thompson went 6-for-10 on the weekend with a pair of singles, a pair of doubles, and a home run. I'm talking about my guy. This is a Justice Thompson stand account right the Tar Heels bullpen has now allowed one earned run over 22 and two-thirds innings Justice Thompson said about the Saturday game or the weekend matchups we kept our heads down in the entire the entire weekend and we knew all the pressure was on them we just had to go out and play our game it went our way Friday and Saturday and we let it slip away today talking about Sunday we'll be back at it with our heads down tomorrow ready to go to work North Carolina will be back in action next weekend at Virginia Tech. This will be the first game scheduled will be at 4 p.m. in Blacksburg. So make sure you guys lock in there. All right, so we'll dive more into that game. And then we'll also have the conversation about Carolina. We'll talk about our three keys to victory, right? Whether or not we did right, we'll grade ourselves. Talk about the Tar Heels beating the Orange and how great they did it. Listen. I just want to say, this is a complete aside, you know, top of the dome. I'm really appreciative of a coach, Roy Williams, not talking junk about other schools and other teams, right? Just giving praise, doing what he has to do. Because you look at Coach Behan, really ain't been right since talking about Jalen Johnson. <laughs> Team is just on a downward spiral, right? You look at Coach Capel talking about NC State being a desperate team. And they've been smacking that tail ever since. They ain't lost, they ain't won a game since he started talking junk. They only won one game in February. They haven't won since. And I say that all to say, when you talk junk about people, when you talk junk about other teams, like, I get the little, like, okay, jabs, one-two punch. But, like, if you're not like my guy Roy, giving praise to the other coaches, talking about how he should be in the Hall of Fame, if you're not just speaking from a place of, hey, I really appreciate that other squad and what they bring, not focus on your own guard, tending to your own red wagon, okay? Minding your own business, worried about what your squad got going on. 
hey, that's just usually how it goes and what happens. And so all I'm saying that to say, Carolina is be better off. Just don't talk junk. No savage quotes. No OD stuff on the socials. I think we need to go straight up LeBron James, zero dark 30, and just focus, right? I think if we put our heads down, we could really be a great team to dominate the, tie, the conference tournament and then maybe make a little nice run. We, we might see a little LEA action. Should we just relax and do what we got to do, okay? So those are my three cents that you didn't ask for, but I gave. And other than that, hope you guys have a great week. Let's end, let's start the week off right and make sure that we wash our hands, stay safe. I know that Carolina, the North Carolina in general is allowing fans and stuff back in there, but be smart, use good judgment, right? All that good stuff. Let's try and stay as healthy as possible. We know that bringing fans back is certainly exciting, right? We want to make sure that we do it as smartly as we know how, okay? Have a great Monday. As we end it, as always, you know the deal. Go Heels. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.